0: Welcome folks to tonight's session. Tonight I'm going to be dealing with the topic, God can do it again. And uh, I really want to deal with this thing because I'm finding that a lot of us, and this includes me, um, often get to a situation where we believe God, we trust God, but now a new situation arises and suddenly you are not doing the same thing that you did when you had the miracle of the last one. In other words, you know, if I needed to trust God for something, I believe God, or fasted, or I prayed, and I got something going, and then this time something happens, and I don't, I find myself not doing the same thing that I did before. And so tonight I want to just deal with this topic and deal with it properly because I believe that we have got to be consistent in this time to come. If we, are not in, if we are not consistent, not only are we going to be tossed to and fro with every doctrine that comes, but secondly, we are going to end up in a situation where we are going to be taken out. Because right now, I want you to know that the Bible says that men's hearts are going to fail them because of the issues around in life. I want to tell you that life is going to get tougher. Society is going to get tougher. We need men and women who know how to hear God and know how to tap into God and push in with God and get results in this natural world. And I believe with all my heart that God wants to use each and every person sitting here and everybody at the sound of my voice to start rising up and taking a stand and start moving in a supernatural realm because I believe that God is looking for a church that is actually going to work with power. And not just rely on the natural senses, and not just rely on the natural things that are going on around them. (coughs) Excuse me. So, let's have a look at one of the most uh, probably important stories in the Bible besides Jesus Christ's life. I want us to go and have a look at Moses. Remember when he sent out the spies? And the spies came back... And the report from 10 of them were what? They were negative, okay? They were bad. Now I want to ask you something. Were they actually that bad? Were they actually that bad or were they just very observant into the natural? Come on. If they looked at it, were there giants in the land? Were there fortified cities? Did it look like a big issue to them? In the natural, it was just a normal observation to what was going on. Except for the two characters, Joshua and Caleb, who goes, No, listen, God is able to do this. They did not say they were able to do it. Take note in their speech. But what I want you to see, and this is very, very important, is when they came with a natural response... What is God's response to that? You know, everybody would have thought, if I looked at this thing and I thought, okay, these guys really have had an issue. They have gone through and they've seen something that is in the natural. Let me tell you something, if I stood before Goliath, I would have had second thoughts about taking him on. You know, I'm not exactly a big guy, and so now this guy is still a bigger guy and bigger guys and bigger guys. And so you're standing there and he has this guy, not only is he a big guy, but he's a bragger and he has the power to do what he says. He's not just a big mouth, he physically won't take your head off. And so he stands there and he says, listen, I'm going to sort out this entire nation. No wonder the nation feared him, because it was a natural response. See, most of us would sit down and go, well, if you didn't have any nerves in you, there would be something wrong. And so what happened is, I want you to see that these 10 spies come back and they report a very logical, rational response. They go, listen, these are the facts and we are in trouble. And look what happens in Numbers chapter 14, and you can read the whole chapter and it tells you the whole story. But I want you to see verse 36 and 37. It says, And the men whom Moses sent to out the land who returned, and made all the congregation complain against him. In other words, when they came and gave that report, the entire congregation said, That makes sense, so we're going to go with that. You had to listen to Joshua and go, listen, God is able to sort this thing out. So that was what their, their choice was. Either we look at the logical, and we go, well, this makes a lot of sense, or we look at somebody who goes, okay, now we've got to trust God, and it's going to be super spooky. And so look what happened. The Bible says all those men who returned and made the congregation complain against him by bringing a an evil report of the land. I want you to know, an evil report, God did not say it was just a normal report or a a natural report. God sees it as an evil report. Those very men who brought the evil report about the land died by the plague of the Lord. So God somehow killed them. Now I want to challenge us today. How many times do we sit in a situation and we try and rationalize it or work with it in our natural strength? I want to tell you right now that God is looking at us and He's saying, Listen, there is a problem coming because you are dealing in the natural and that natural is going to give you an evil report. Not a natural report, an evil report. The Bible says that this world is cursed, that this world is in darkness, this world is going to produce death. If you're going to deal with stuff in the natural, you are going to produce death in your life. And in God's sight, the natural is an evil report. Now I want you to know that if we sit down and say to people today, Yes, you've got a crisis, don't accept it, trust God, believe God and God is going to turn it. Most people look at you and think that you're nuts. And most people sit down and go, listen, God's given you a brain, so use it. I want you to know that we cannot rely on our natural abilities. We have got to start pushing in with God and start saying to God, God, you have done this before, you can do this again. God, you have given me a miracle before, I need you to give me a miracle again. And so, at the beginning of this year, I want us to start off with this thing and saying, God, we remember you one more time. We remember that you did this for me, you brought me out of a very tricky situation, and I'm sure if I go through the congregation, I can find that every single one of us have got a story to tell. Where God has come in and supernaturally taken us and turned the situation around and brought you into a place that you should not be in the natural. So I want to tell you right now that we have got to start getting this thing sorted out. Either you are going to sit down and go, listen, he has my natural problem and I don't know what to do with it. Or I'm going to say, God with you, all things are possible. God with you, I can turn the situation around. You see, God is actually very upset when you don't remember things. Jesus, you are frightfully Frustrated by his disciples because he actually went to them at times and he said, how long must I still be with you before you catch this thing? How many of you know the story of Peter when he walked on the water? Okay. The first thing, everybody started to get nervous and, and what's the name? Okay, that's a natural response. A guy, I think I'd also get nervous seeing a guy walking on the sea. So here comes a guy walking on the sea, and Peter realizes it's Jesus, and he goes, Jesus, if it's you, say come. Jesus said, come. Peter climbs out the boat and starts walking. When Jesus catches him, he says to Peter, he of little faith. Now I want you to see, it is not the quantity of faith, it is the length of faith, the faith that he applied. In other words, his faith got him to walk on water for the few steps until he decided, I can't do this. But he just did not keep up his faith. He used it for a little bit and then goes, oops, the natural is too big for this. You see, when Jesus said, he of little faith, he's going, listen, you are not keeping it consistent enough. If you keep consistent faith, you are going to start pushing. And I'm telling you now, if Peter had done and kept his eyes on Jesus Christ, and kept his eyes on the word that Jesus had said, Come, I promise you, they could have had a full-on party out there on the sea. You can imagine, I'm pretty sure, someone would have gone, Hey, Peter can do it, I'm just going to try this, you know, step outside and check. So I want you to know, that we have got to start pushing in to the supernatural. We have got to start going back and saying, God, I remember the things that you did in my life. This is one of the things that God had an issue with these Israelites because they did not remember the stuff that God had done before. And the disciples had the same issue. There are so many miracles were done in front of them. I mean, can you imagine sitting one day and seeing Jesus Christ heal an entire multitude? And the Bible says sometimes He healed a whole lot. Thousands of people all healed, 100% healed, and the disciples saw it. And then the very next day, they don't have enough faith to do something else. Okay, so I want you to know that you are not alone in this thing. The disciples are in it, every single human being is in it. But I want to encourage us, we need to start moving away from the natural way of doing things and reminding ourselves of the spiritual things that God has done for us. I want us to turn to Psalm 106, verse 6 to 7. And tonight is a recap. It's just a refire again. It's a refocus again. It's just to get us back on track again so that we know that when you sit in a situation, do not apply a natural response or monitoring of it. You need to sit down and say, God, this situation, me and you, we are going to turn this in the mighty name of Jesus. God, you're going to show me how to do this in Jesus' name. Because I want to see the supernatural flowing in my life. Psalm one hundred and six, verse six. It says, "We have sinned with our fathers, and have committed iniquity, and we have done wickedly. Our fathers in Egypt did not understand your wonders; they did not remember the multitude of mercies that rebe- uh, that repelled um, by the red by the sea, the Red Sea." What does it mean? It means they did not remember what God had done for them. And God says, uh, uh, um, David, the writer, the author of Psalms, David writes and he says, listen, we have sinned together with our forefathers. And that is that we did not remember that you did something for us. That you did these great miracles for us. I want you to know that from tonight, I want you to go back and say, God, if you're facing something, you go to God and say, God, I remember that you did this for me once before. You did this miracle for me. You healed my child. You changed the situation. You gave me a financial breakthrough. You turned things in my life. God, I thank you that as you did it before, you're going to do it again in Jesus name. And I'm not going to look at this thing in the natural, because if I look at it in the natural, I am going to get fear. And the minute you have fear, it cancels out all your faith. And so we need to understand that the time is coming when this world is going to get darker, it's going to get more grim. But we can move in the power of God because the Bible says that we are not part of this economy. We are not part of this citizenship. We can change the situation around us because we are spiritual born-again Christians. No matter how bad things get, You can walk in there and turn the entire atmosphere and the entire situation around by the power of God. But we have got to start pushing in on that. If you don't remember, if you don't come and recall this permanently in your life, if you don't sit down and say, God, I thank you for what you did for me. You know, so many of us have had miracles and we've got so blasé with this. You know, we've got so used to it that it's just another thing. I want to tell you something, some things are going to happen. And the one that really scares me the most is you're going to be turning back in the battle. In Psalm 78, verse 9 to 11, it says this The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God. They refused to walk in His law and forgot His works and His wonders that He had shown them. In other words, they were ready to fight. They had all the instruments, the weapons, the equipment, everything. They were ready to go and take out this army. And then they ended up looking at it and going, oh, no, too much trouble. And went back. But why did they go back? Because they did not Remember the works and his wonders that God had shown him. I want to tell you something, that when you go back and you remember what God has done for you, it's going to stir something in your spirit again. And that very thing that created the last miracle is going to create the next miracle in your life. And so you need to sit down and constantly be pushing in for that. And saying, God, what do you want in this situation? I'm going to reign and rule. I'm going to change the situation. I'm not going to allow the situation to dictate to me. But in the name of Jesus, this situation has got to change. See, we have got to understand that God is looking for men and women who carry the power of God and do not rely on the natural. Cursed is the man who trusts in the, uh, what? trusts in the arm of the flesh. I'll get it. Okay, cursed is the man who trusts in the arm of the flesh. And yet, all of us have fallen into this trap. And you know what's really bad is that it's almost like when you go in December holidays, Christians go on holiday from God and from everything. Then on January, you've got to like crank them all up. Okay, this is the Word of God again. This is how you apply the Word. Let's get back into the Word. This is how you fast. This is how you pray. This is why I know that a lot of churches have fasting at the beginning of the year. I think it's awesome. just gets everybody back into the Spirit again. You know, get everybody focused again and saying, Listen, God, You are our source and our only source in Jesus' name. Our nation right now is facing a huge water issue and rain issue and drought issue. We should be calling things. God did it before. He'll do it again. God did it before. He broke the drought. And God can do it again if we just start calling on Him again. And not look at it and go, Oh, this no about Darum slag. See, everybody's looking at the natural and going, this is worse than ever. And everybody's moaning, the food price is going to go up now because the drought's really bad. We've got to import. I don't want to hear all of that. I want to hear, God, you did it before. I stand before you. I call your name and I call on your covenant. I call on your word. And I thank you that you could do it again. I'm not going to back off from this battle. I'm going to push forward and I'm going to see the situation change in my life or in my situation again. So we need to be people, we understand that God is using us, the anointing is in our lives, the flow is in our lives, and God will do the miracle again and again and again in our lives. We need to be consistent. Okay? It doesn't help trying to get equipped when you're in the middle of a battle. Get equipped every single day, no matter, even if there's no crisis around you. Start trusting God for something then. Trusting God for something new. You will limit God if you don't remember what He did for you. I want us to turn to Psalm 78. Verse 32. In spite of this, they still sinned, and they did not believe in His wondrous works. Therefore their days were consumed in futility, and their years in fear. In other words, they have, they have limited God so much that they ended up just doing, working so hard and delivering nothing. How many of you would like to work hard and have no fruit for it at the end? It was futile. It was an absolute waste of time. I spent years and years and years and i got nothing to show for it. And what's more, the Bible says, and you get a spirit of fear added to it as well. So you have all these years of not producing and you sit down with fear on your life. Let me tell you something. God does not want that for us for one second. God wants us to move in power and might, moving in the Spirit, changing things, and bringing things to a fulfillment that God has for us in Jesus' name. So I want to challenge us. Do not forget God's work in your life. Every single day, go back and say, Thank you, God, for your work that you've done in my life and for what you are going to do. I don't want my life to be futile and I don't want me to end up in fear in my life. And Psalm 78 verse uh, 40 How often they provoked Him in the wilderness and grieved Him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. See, God wants to move in your life. God really wants to move in our lives. But we limit Him. We go, God, you can't move in this thing because this natural issue is too big for you. Literally, that's what we are saying. So we have got to sit down and say, God, from tonight, I repent of forgetting yet again. Not remembering yet again, the mighty works that you have done in my life. And God, I ask you to come and change my heart. Bring me to a place that I will not have fear in my heart. Bring me to a place where I'll be able to take ground. Bring me to a place where I'll make a difference wherever I go. And bring me to a place where I will carry the power of God and set people free. I want to raise up men and women that are only going to have one thing in their mouths. All things are possible with God. All things are possible no matter what situation you are. in, Whether it's somebody who's dead or somebody who's sick or there's an issue around See, all things are possible, and God... We are going to allow you to do the work in Jesus' name. We are going to allow you to flow in our lives in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place to do whatever you want. Change us, use us, mold us, bring us to the place of destiny, purpose and desire that you have for us in Jesus' name. Because I want us to get to the place where we are the ones who are helping the others. When their hearts are failing them, there must be men and women standing there and saying this is the true example of what a Christian should be. This is what a Christian should be, relying only on God, seeing the power of God operating on this earth, changing every situation in every environment. I was having a chat with my daughter today, and something was very interesting. She was talking about, and she raised a very interesting point, and she said, nowhere in the Bible does it say that once you have developed your faith, that it's only going to be used for good. She says, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. But no, doesn't say that it's limited only for good. So she says, surely you can get to the place of an authority, and even if you use it wrong, it will take place. I agree with her, she's right. Look at the prophet. Remember the prophet? He was walking down, and the kids teased him, and he says, hey, baldy. And the next second, the lion came and devoured them. It was the lion, or bears, Two bears. Two bears came and killed the kids. Okay? Now, let me tell you something. Like she says, she can imagine her doing that and releasing the power of God and stuff happens. She goes, oops, <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you kids are dead. Um, but I want you to know something. There is the power of God that is going to start moving in believers that are going, that's going to seriously start making a difference. And we are going to have to watch what we say. Once you've got that authority, you're going to have to watch what you say. It's like a king. If he just gets cross or something, you say, Achmed, just take his head off. That oak's head's going to be off. You can't just say what you want. You can't just do what you want. You are going to have to be under the control and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I want you to know that the world is looking for men and women like that. Men and women that carry the authority that change things and break things. The only way that that gets established in your life is when you see this world as an unlimited um, uh, restriction. What do I mean? Everything that happens here can be changed. Everything that happens here on this world can be changed by the power of Jesus Christ. There is not a thing that will not bow to Jesus Christ. And if we understand that and start applying that, I don't want to hear, we can't do something. I want to hear, with God it's all things are possible. God, what do you want? Do you want me to change this thing? Do you want me to have this thing? You see, there are so many times I can tell you testimony upon testimony upon testimony in my own life where God has come through for us. I can tell you testimonies of businesses that in one day have got zero money and the very next day literally a million odd would be in their account. I can tell you how God has supernaturally come through for so many people. See, this is why the Bible says that they overcame by the word of their testimony. Why? Because the word of your testimony does two things. It invokes faith in somebody else and it stirs your faith up again. Give a testimony when God does something for you and say this is what God has done for me this is the power of God this is the evidence of God you see you overcome the devil by that why? because you are not looking at the natural any time soon see if I give you a testimony and something negative comes my way I can sit down and go God you just did it there yes you're going to do it here and the people who hear they go yes God if you could do it for him you could do it for me too he's not a special oak if you can do it for him you could do it for me So tonight I want to challenge us. Do not settle for second best, folks. Do not get into the place where you sit down and say, Listen, I'm going to just look at the natural and try and work it out. My challenge to us is this. What are you going to do when you come to your next trial? What are you going to do when you come to your next obstacle? Are you going to start going back and reverting back to the original word and the plan that God has for your life? Or are you going to sit down and say, God, I'm going to change at this time and I'm going to push in with you like I've never done before. See, a lot of us will go for a time and then we faint. What is the secret of Christianity? Let me tell you what it is. It's consistency. It's consistency. The more I do it, the more I grow. The more I pray, the stronger I become. The more I read the Word, the bigger my faith. The more I speak life, the more miracles I see. The consistency grows your life up. Our problem is we are consistent until the miracle comes. Come on, how many of you have had to trust God for something? And you really trust God and you push in and it actually comes and you get the miracle. and Then you think, okay, now I need a holiday, I'm tired now. Come on, be honest. Okay, I pushed in, I got what I needed. It's a breakthrough of note. Now I need to rest. I want to tell you that that's not what God has for you. God says that must be a lifestyle. That is your lifestyle. We need to be connected to our life source so that when things go wrong around us and other families, not just you, when things go wrong in other families, you must walk in there with the power of Jesus Christ and turn it immediately because of your consistency when nobody sees you. See, everybody wants to see the power of God in their lives. And they stand and they look at preachers on the pulpits and they see the power of God and the stuff happening. They go, I want that. But nobody's prepared to spend the hours to get that. I'm telling you right now, I'm looking for Christians, every single person, whether you are ushering asher in the church or whether you're the guy putting out the chairs. Can you imagine the guy putting out the chairs that's so anointed? Every time he puts a chair out, he releases the power of God on every chair. Can you imagine guys come to church and they come and sit in a chair and suddenly the power of God hits them just because they sat there. Because some guy putting out the chair is so anointed that the power of God saturates that place. And don't tell me that it doesn't happen. I mean, Catherine Kuhlman walked into a hotel and every single person in the entire hotel got healed. Not even born again. The power of God just hit that hotel just because she rocked up. I want to tell you something. We have got to start pushing in with this stuff. And the starting point for this year is this. God, all things are possible. And God, you can do it again. You can do it again. I trust you. You can do it again. I must give Peter his due. Once you got filled with the Holy Ghost, he didn't go and wave it after that. Once he understood that and he knew how to pray in tongues like Paul did, you know, Paul says, I pray in tongues more than you are, they got consistent in this stuff. The power of God was flowing in their lives every single day, wherever they went, no matter what they were doing. I mean, it's also when you walk down the road and your shadow starts healing people. Come on, they will be smart. You know, you go past the place and you, the, you don't even get in there, your shadow just goes past and jokes are healed. I want to see God move in the city in Jesus' name. But we are going to have to start cleaning up our act as a church. God is sorting us out first. So tonight it's just a reviving thing. Remember, God's going to do it again for you. God's going to do it again for me in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for everything that you have done for us. Lord, every time that we remember, it's going to bring back that same faith that brought the last miracle and release a new one for us in Jesus' name. Lord, every time we remember the act that you did for us. Lord, the deed, the miracle that has taken place, the situation that was changed. Lord, I pray right now that we will never be like the Israelites. Lord, that we'll just sit in the natural and just raise up people to complain. Lord, I pray right now that you will guard our mouths. Lord, that you will restrict us from opening our mouths every time we want to complain. Complain about the government. Complain about our country. Complain about the situation in our cities. Lord, I thank you right now. We will not be complaining in Jesus' name. Father, we will sit down and release the power of God. We will release life and we will release your anointing over that situation. Father, I thank you that we will remember every miracle that you have done for us and our family. Lord, every time there has been a breakthrough, every time there has been a turnaround in our situation, Father, I thank you that we are going to be men and women under the anointing, full of the power of God, releasing life wherever we go in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now that we will take the stand that you are going to do it again for us. Lord, this year, we are going to see you do it again. Miracle upon miracle. And Lord, I thank you that we are going to be consistent. We are going to be consistent in your word. We are going to be consistent in prayer. We are going to be consistent in releasing the word over our lives and over our city, over our families, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray right now that you are going to stir us and guard our mouths. Lord, give us a guard and protective thing over our mouths, and we will not release negative words. Lord, that we will not get into complaining and moaning. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, we stand in agreement that we are going to be the body of Christ. And we are going to be men and women, full of power and full of the anointing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.